T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's the 26th annual Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. Swing and a fly ball to right field. In comes Donovan on the move, and he makes the play. A diving play and right by Donovan. King of OX is Cardinals Radio. We are live at Cardinals at Nation Restaurant and Bar inside of a Ballpark Village. We continue on with this very special edition of Sports Open Line. We do continue on right now. Very happy to be welcome to welcome on to the program. He is a Cardinals pitcher, pitcher uh, Matthew Libertor. Matt, thank you uh, for taking some time. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, um, what's this? Uh, what's this like for you after an off season coming in and there just being a three day event, fans everywhere. You're going to be going out on a caravan. I mean, it's like all of a sudden, just everything's going on. Yeah, this is awesome. Um, I did this the first year I was here, right after I got traded, and uh, it was an awesome experience. And I was disappointed in the following years that we weren't able to come back and do it. So I'm glad that we get to be here in person again and get to actually interact and mingle with the fans. Yeah, it's, you're able to do stuff here. You know, once you get into the season, you've got a job to do. You're working, and Cardinals players are great in, in interacting with with fans. But there's just not that extended opportunity. Do you enjoy? kind of meeting these people who are going to support you throughout the year for sure i mean really the only goal of coming here is to interact with the fans and get to know them and get to see them face to face a little bit um you know we don't really have a baseball agenda while we're here which is different for us being in this type of setting for sure um but again it's nice to be able to not have to worry about that kind of stuff and really have no expectations other than enjoying the time here and getting to know people uh, you mentioned baseball agenda so take me through what that has looked like for you coming off last season where you had some some big league time uh going into the off season what did the cardinals want you to work on what were you working on just what did that off season look like yeah um i'd say it was a little bit different of an off season for me um there wasn't any one main goal that i had for myself more so making sandpaper adjustments to kind of fine tune um the craft a little bit and just be more consistent um you know i think i had flashes of what i wanted to do um but it wasn't consistent enough for me. So um, this offseason has just been a really a push for being as consistent as possible coming into spring this year and going into the season. How do you do that? Um, a lot of it is body work, core control, balance work, um, finding your center. It can be mechanical stuff. Um, you know, I've kind of always said that uh, our training is to be athletes, not pitchers. Um, so training to be an athlete first and be athletic and make athletic movements um, helps you throw on the mound. So um, really just trying to do a lot of foundational stuff, nothing too crazy, um, just continuing to push that foundation. The process of becoming 
a big leaguer and staying at the big leagues is tough. I mean, you go through your entire minor league career, and then you finally get there. But then that, that next challenge is staying there. And once you're staying there, being consistent there, does that does your mindset change at all now that you've made your big league debut and now the next step is staying in the big leagues? Yeah, I mean, I think the goal has always been to stay in the big leagues. The goal has never been just to get to the big leagues. Um, you know, I think I, everyone would like to play for a really long time, including myself. And so the goal for me has never been just to get there, and that's never been good enough for me. Um, so I wouldn't say anything's necessarily changed in terms of goals or the way I approach it. Um, again, just trying to fine-tune the craft and make it as consistent as possible. What's it like when, let's say you're at AAA and you haven't made your major league debut yet. So you're at AAA, you're a high-level prospect. I don't know how much you pay attention to social media and things like that, but fans are clamoring. You know, the organization's got to bring them up. You're doing your job. Is it tough to stay in the moment, continue to do your job, knowing that at any moment you could get that call? Um I really don't pay attention to social media a whole lot for that exact reason, mm-hmm. so I don't um, have those created expectations for myself. Um, so I'd say it wasn't too difficult because I didn't really see a whole lot of that going on. Um, I really just try and focus on the day-to-day stuff, and if I take care of each day the way it should be taken care of, then the next one will take care of itself too. So um, try not to place too much importance on that. I've talked to pitching coaches before, and they've told me that sometimes some of the best work that gets done for a pitcher is when they get to the big leagues, but then they eventually go back to AAA and having that first conversation with your AAA pitching coach or somebody in the organization and the stuff you work on there. What were you working on maybe after you were not in St. Louis? Kind of similar to what we talked about Mm -hmm. going into this offseason. That's kind of been the overarching theme for me since I made my debut. Um, I was I had did have a little issue with tipping pitches in my first outing, um, but that got dealt with pretty straight away, um, and it wasn't an issue the rest of the season. Um, so really, again, just making sure that I'm doing everything as consistently as I can. Um, like I said before, I you know I had flashes of it. I think where I I did what I wanted to do and set out to do, um, but just being more consistent in the day to day, making sure it's more repeatable. I'm glad you mentioned tipping pitches because we hear about that, and I think fans a lot of times go, well, you should be able to, uh, if another team's figuring it out, it's, it should be easy to figure that out yourself. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a really challenging thing to figure out. And it's, I, I got to think sometimes it's frustrating because there's going to be some guys on the over, other team that might be your friends. And, For sure. You know, they, they can't tell you what's going on, but it's, a, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? It is. Um you know, there's only so many people that can pay attention. There's only so many cameras that you can have. And the technology today is so advanced that it really is so easy to pick up the most minor details in what you're doing. Um, and so it was something that I wasn't even aware of that I was doing. I got told that I was doing it. Um, and I was showed exactly what I was doing. I was able to fix it pretty quickly. Um, within, I think, two innings, it was almost not an issue for me at all. But, um, yeah, it's pretty wild to to realize how quickly that kind of stuff can get picked up and how big of a difference it makes. There were a ton of guys who got to the Cardinals last year being called up from, from AAA. Is it fun to kind of be part of this kind of class or this group of guys? Because even if you weren't here, there were some guys that you were teammates with Memphis who you were seeing doing some pretty cool things here. Absolutely. Um, it's always nice to have other people to go through similar things with and to be a part of uh, – 
like you said, all those young guys starting to come up and make their debuts, I think that's uh, pretty special for sure. So you're at winter warm-up today, and then you're going to get onto a to caravan for the next couple of days and go all over the place. Then what does it look like for you? When do you plan on getting to Florida? What happens over the next month or so? Uh, I'll go back home, start facing some live hitters, um, and continuing to throw bullpens and lift and stuff for a couple of weeks, and then uh i'll be showing up probably about a week before report date so around the 7th or so of february who's the guy that you always know is going to beat you to spring training mm. i don't know i haven't uh haven't really dove into that okay. too much all right well maybe i'll ask you that question next year as well yeah matthew thanks you so much for your time really do appreciate it thank you that thanks is uh yeah absolutely that is uh matthew Liebertor of uh the cardinals and we appreciate him uh taking uh, some time with us today as we are continuing to broadcast live at cardinals nation restaurant and bar we are inside of ballpark village if you are coming to winter warm-up would encourage you to uh stop on by and uh say hello as uh, we are in our normal broadcast spot if you didn't know uh we do uh many of our cardinals radio network pregame shows from this very spot so very often before games we'll be doing a show right here and uh yeah so you've got an opportunity to uh, come on by and you can look out into uh, everything that's uh, going on in the main stage. I know uh, Mike Claiborne was just doing something on the main stage uh, a moment ago and uh, yeah so that's uh, that's what we've got going on right now. Uh, up next we are set to be joined uh, on the schedule. Chris Stratton is going to uh, be with us. He is our next scheduled guest so we'll continue on with the program in just a moment. We are broadcasting live from inside of Cardinals Nation Restaurant and Bar. It is a special winter warm-up edition Sports Open Line here on KMOX. It's the 26th Annual Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. There's a long one. Right field. Tommy Edmond down the line. It's deep. It's gone. A gunner for Edmond on the first pitch in the bottom of the first. KMOX is Cardinals Radio. A special edition of Sports Open Line here on KMOX. We are live at Cardinals Nation Restaurant and Bar inside of Ballpark Village. It is winter warm-up, and we're happy to be joined right now by Cardinals pitcher Chris Stratton. Chris, thanks for uh, your time. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Um, did you do one of these fan events with the Pirates? I know, they, you, they're, I know they're not doing one this year, but they've done them previously. I think we did one right before the COVID hit. So yeah. it's, been, it's been a while. I need to get uh, loosened back up here and uh, figure out how to do all this, but... No, I appreciate you having me on. This is a little different, though. Three days, a lot of people here. I, not to be dismissive of what's going on in <laughs> Pittsburgh, but obviously there's a lot going on here at Winter Warm-Up. Yeah, um, I, I bet you didn't know you get an inside-out reference here. But, uh, you know, just one of those, like, core memories I have, uh, you know, of last year is um, I get over here, and the first day that I'm here after the trade, I ended up, clo- you know, finishing a game, and I get the ball back, and I have – uh, Goldschmidt and Arenado both say, how, how was that? Mm-hmm. You know, because you look up and the, the fans are going ballistic in the, a full stadium, and it's just one of those things that, you know, you just cannot put enough emphasis on how much the fans mean uh, on a game and, and how we play. Um, it, it just means everything. I'm, again, I don't want to be dismissive of there's some really good pirates fans out there there's not a lot of them but there's some really good pirates fans there what is it like going in the middle of the season from playing in front of tiny crowds at home to having sellout crowds more often than not well you know it's just one of those things that you're sometimes in july you know in pittsburgh you're kind of looking to where you're going in the off season you know in october and um yeah when you're here it's um it's electric. I, I don't know. It's really hard to find words for it, honestly. Um, just being a part of Pujols' you know home run chase that he had there. I mean, I mean, we're playing in a game, and 
you know, it's almost a month and a half before the end of the season, and it still feels like a playoff game. So um, it, it was just incredible, and um, I'm really glad to be back for another season. You came over along with Jose Quintana last year, and it was those trades, obviously the Jordan Montgomery trade as well. The team really took off after that. How was it communicated to you, and what was your first thought when you found out that you were being traded? Uh, a little disbelief, honestly. Um, just kind of one of those things. I'm, you know, I'm from Mississippi. Uh, growing up going to Cardinals and Braves games, so uh, knowing the tradition that, that the Cardinals have and uh, – it, you know, you, you want to be close to home. You know, I'm, I'm a homebody. I enjoy being home, you know, close to my family. And I was in San Francisco to start. And then I was in Anaheim. So it's you know, pretty far away from home. And, you know, Pittsburgh, I had a, I had a great time in Pittsburgh. Um, they treated me really well there. And um, I enjoyed my time. But just, you know, being able to get closer to home with – I got three kids. So uh, just being able to be, be closer was, uh, was big for me and my family. So, uh, I mean, just getting the call, I really didn't – Really didn't think that that was was ever going to be a thing that I would be able to even have the opportunity to do this. So I'm glad I could ride uh, Jose Quintana's coattails over here. And uh, man, what an incredible run he had! And uh, you know, still in contact with him this off season and, and Monty as well. Does it hit you in the moment that not you're not just coming to St. Louis, but you're coming to St. Louis in a year where there's a lot of crazy stuff going on with Pools and Wainwright and Moline and all that. I, did that hit you in the moment that you were going to be part of it, or did it take a little bit of time for it to kind of settle in that that's not where you, not only were you coming to the Cardinals, but you were coming to be part of that storyline? I think one of the things that you try to do as a as a big leaguer is you try not to be starstruck, mm-hmm. and um, you know the more the less you can kind of. I don't know, dumb it down to where you, you feel like you're just facing a hitter. I feel like that helps you uh, get, to get over stuff. But, I mean, I've been facing the Cardinals for, you know, years now, and uh, I've seen what they can do and the, the complete team that they were. So uh, just when I finally got over here, it kind of took me a little bit to, you know, like calm down, be like, all right, these are your, your guys now that you get to play with, and you're just trying to help the team compete and win in any way possible. And that's what I hope to continue to do this year is just whenever the ball is handed to me just to give them whatever I got. We are continuing to be joined by Cardinals pitcher Chris Stren. What was the message given to you going into the offseason? Obviously, now you get back with the team, knowing now that you're going to be with the club. What have they wanted you to uh, maybe focus on this offseason? Yeah, I, th- I think last year was the first year that I kind of struggled with lefties. Uh, it's just I don't know if it's just kind of a I don't I don't know I don't know if I can put my finger on one specific thing, but um, definitely had to get back to my changeup uh, being a weapon for me uh, to them and. Um, just being an attack, it, it kind of seemed like I fell behind a lot on the lefties, trying to, maybe trying to be too fine or or whatnot. So, um, you know, just being you can, you can only you have to face your three hitters, and you know, I I value myself and the ability to go multiple innings, and, you know, whenever the situation calls. So, um, you know, the lefties will be in there. So, I think I got to do a better job of attacking those guys and uh, keeping the righties right where they're at as well. Things change a little bit. You get here, and Mike Max, the pitching coach, Dusty Blake, in that assistant role. Now he elevates to that top role. Uh, he's very good with, with analytics. I'm sure they've, they've shown you all kinds of uh, data and information that you've been able to use. Are you excited for him, and are you excited about the prospects of him being in that lead pitching coach position? Yeah, I mean, I was really glad that I got to get a little taste of Maddox as well. Um, you know, our game is just, you know, it's so analytical driven now that uh, sometimes it just takes some simplicity to, to get the job done. But uh, I think that that Dusty has a great uh, blend of both. And I think that, you know, we talk a lot about his analytical things, but I think that he has a good way to uh, to blend it in with, with actual baseball and how to attack people. So 
uh, yeah, I've been in contact with him this offseason as well and just trying to both figure out how to get better. And um, he, He's a great guy, and I'm looking forward to working with him some more. What is it like when you get all this information trying to – and I know part of his job is giving you the information that's pertinent and not giving you the stuff that doesn't matter. But still for you, you've got to kind of filter through it too, don't you? Yeah, and I, I mean, I think guys like Dusty, like I said, do a good job of – trying to present the stuff that that you want and i think sometimes when i got when i got here last year there were some questions that i was asking he was he was kind of like uh he wasn't holding back or anything but he was just like you know well maybe we can focus on this part first and then that'll kind of take care of itself so um yeah i think that's the the hard thing is you see all the numbers you know the things with the lefties and you're like all right well i got you know i gotta do better at that and then sometimes you try too hard so uh yeah i just gotta relax and let the game come to you and, and have fun while you're out there. Is it? Were there more resources, or was it very similar in terms of what you were hearing with the Pirates and what you heard when you got here? I think everybody has the same information, but it's the way that it's presented is always, you know, up to the, the certain club or, or whatnot. So, um, you know, Pittsburgh in the last couple of years has def, definitely gotten more analytically driven um, just with some of the people that they brought in. And uh, I learned a lot from those guys too, so – uh, maybe being able to bring some of that over here uh, with me as well and to talk to Dusty and, you know, try to be like, hey, this is kind of the way that we did some things that, I, that I've that i learned that hopefully we can can help us out as a club. Is it a, is it a benefit of having kind of a – this is the first normal offseason in a while. Last year was the lockout. The two years before that was COVID-related. You're going into a normal offseason. You're, re, you're re, with the team that you finished the season with before. Like, is there – is there a peace, calm, and peace kind of going into that for you, if that makes sense? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the uncertainty of baseball always kind of gets to you, you know. Um, and this is the first year that, you know, I, I signed my deal in November. So I knew way ahead of time that I was going to be back with the Cardinals. And um, like I said, we, me and my wife couldn't be more thrilled to be back here. And, uh, yeah, just kind of having that. All right, you know, all that stuff, all the business stuff's taken care of. You know where you're going to be. You can go ahead and get your housing, you know, you get all that stuff taken care of. Uh, you know, let's just focus on baseball and getting better, and that's what we've done. Did you have an idea when the season came to an end? Did you think you would be back? Was it indicated to you they wanted you back? Like that month or maybe it was less than a month, what was that timeline like? Well, you know, we kind of ended a little bit more abruptly than we thought. Yeah. So I, I think that we really didn't have a whole lot of time to communicate any of that, any of that stuff. So – and, you know, I've seen the talent that's over here and, you know, the, the talent that's coming up. So you always hope that you can fit into the equation, but you never know. Um, but, you know, if I was a betting man, I don't think I would have thought that I would have been back just with the talent that they have and the, and the arms that they have coming up. So, uh, like I said, I was really thrilled that, that they wanted me back and hopefully I can help us out. What's your plan in terms of when you get to Florida, what your next month or so is going to look like? Um, well, my, my throwing partner is uh, Brandon Woodruff in the okay, offseason. Sure. We live like 10 minutes away from each other. So um, so we've been, you know, I'm not going to spill any secrets or anything that he's got going on or anything. But, you know, just having the guy of that caliber to, to play catch with every day and, um, you know, trying to get better, uh, I think it really helps out a ton having somebody to compete with. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think the next month you just try to get your good foundation and everything going forward. And, uh you know, I'm not. I didn't come up in the generation to where you could, you know, use spring training to get ready. You, you're there. You had to be ready, right, when you got there. So, I'll be ready to go as soon as I get there, and hopefully we can, um, 
you know, Dusty's already, we've already talked about that, trying to be, you know, ready and we can make any adjustments we need to from there and not trying to get through arm soreness or anything like that. We're just, you know, put the foot on the gas and let's go. I came to St. Louis from Milwaukee. I was doing Brewers Post in the middle of the season last year. I came over here, so I know Woodruff pretty well from uh, from that time. Uh, to have him as a throwing partner, I just how much does he help you and you help him just making each other better during that offseason? Yeah, well, hopefully work? I don't help him too much, especially yeah. when he faces yeah. the Cardinals. But, no, um, yeah, he's been my throwing partner probably the last four years, maybe maybe five. So, um, yeah, we were talking about it the other day. But, yeah, I mean, just somebody, of, like I said, of that caliber, um, you're listening to everything he has to say. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we bounce ideas off each other and, um, I'm sure he's poised for another another great year, but um, yeah, just a, a really good friend of mine. Chris, thank you so much for taking some time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Appreciate that it. That is uh, Chris Strang, Cardinals pitcher. We appreciate him taking uh, a moment or so uh, with us here as uh, we continue on with a uh, special edition of Sports Open Line. We are at winter warm-up, and we are inside of a Cardinals Nation uh, restaurant and bar. Again, if you are uh, making your way uh, to here, stop on by. More and more people are getting into uh, Cardinals Nation. Uh, we've got... Uh, we'll, the 12 o'clock hour, we're really going to pick back up uh, with some more interviews as uh, we are going to be joined by uh, Jordan Hicks, Alec Burleson, Jojo Romero, and uh, Andrew Kisner. Uh, all four of those individuals are set to join us in the 12 o'clock hour. We will take a break and have more coming up. In T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Just a moment as you are listening to Sports Open Line live from the winter warm-up right here on KMOX. It's Tom Ackerman. I'll be making two appearances at the Cardinals Winter Warm-Up this weekend. Sports on a Sunday morning from 10 to 12 and Monday from 10 to 1 with Chris Ranji. We'll be at Cardinals Nation inside Ballpark Village on the home of the Cardinals, KMOX.
We're live at Cardinals Nation Restaurant and Bar. We welcome you back into the program, a special edition of Sports Open Line here on KMOX. Very happy to welcome on Cardinals pitcher Jojo Romero. Jojo, thanks for uh, taking some time with us. Yeah, I appreciate you having me here. Uh, What is this like for you as somebody who has not been in the organization until you got here last year? Just this event and everything going on, is it cool to be a part of? Yeah, I mean, it's really awesome. This is my first time, you know, being a part of, you know, something like this. So uh, it's really cool to see all the fans and get that little interaction before, you know, we go to work and get ready for season. What do they tell you beforehand? Like, is your yesterday, the day before, what are you expecting coming into this? I mean, I, you know, I just got the itinerary. I <laughs> uh, just said, you know, it's going to be, you know, a couple signings, and we got the caravan, you know, stuff tomorrow, and that's pretty much it. You know, I, had no, I didn't know what to expect or anything, so it's, uh, it's actually really cool to see, you know, everyone that's come through and all the support, so it's awesome. What's it like for you joining a team right in the middle of the season the way that you did last year? Uh, it's a little different. Uh, you know, I can imagine, you know, a bunch of guys, you know, have, you know, a lot of different experiences with it. But, um, you know, a lot of that, that Phillies team, you know, at the time, you know, we had a lot of young guys and guys that came up, you know, the system through the system with and uh, made a lot of friends. So, you know, coming over, it's like, you know, the new kid in school, you know, trying to make friends, trying to you know, talk to people, whatever. But uh, everyone in this organization was so welcoming. And, uh, you know, it was really awesome to be here and you get to be part of, uh, you know, that last uh, playoff playoff run that we had so it was a uh, it was really cool was it weird during the playoffs watching a team that you had been with earlier go on that you know once the cardinals portion of the postseason came to an end was it odd watching the phillies a little bit i mean uh not so much i guess uh in uh in the moment of you know that wild card game but uh, just a little bit you know seeing them on tv and yeah. all that you know it was, it was a little different but um you know, it was really cool you know it's baseball you know you go out there and compete but um it was cool seeing, being able to see them and, you know, see everything that they accomplished, you know, happy for them. Do you kind of, once the Cardinal season is over, are you kind of rooting for them because you you have so many teams, or so many friends on that roster? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. You know, I text them. You know, I text a couple of my buddies, you know, before the game, you know, good luck, you know, go win it all and all that. But, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, you know, nothing but uh, wishing nothing but the best for them. And, you know, super happy for them and pumped that they, you know, made the run that they did. You know, they deserve it. You got to walk in and be part of, just a spectacular second half of the season for the Cardinals, not just from a win-loss perspective, but with Pujols and, and Molina Wainwright and, and all that stuff. What is it like being inserted into all of that going on and all of a sudden kind of being a part of it? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was just uh, just, just different. Um, you know, getting to see the, the the Cardinals, you know, culture that they have established, you know, from back when they were, you know, rookies and probably even before that, that they, you know, kind of were adopted into. Uh, but, you know, it was awesome to be part of. It was awesome just to sit back in the bullpen, just, you know, watch things unfold, you know, being able to be in Do- at Dodger Stadium, watch Albert, you know, hit 700 and just that whole run that he went on and then being able to see Wayno and Yachty, you know, break that record. I mean, it was just, it was just awesome just to sit there and enjoy it and take it all in. Okay, so... Cardinal fans always talk about the Cardinal way, and it's talked about when guys are coming up through the minor league system, that's something in, that's instilled. And you just mentioned walking in and kind of seeing the culture. How do you, as a new player, how do you kind of learn about that and just know kind of the, the way this organization does business? Yeah, I mean, it's really just watch and learn. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's seeing how everyone goes about their business. I mean, like I said, you got guys like you know, me being a pitcher, you know, the guy that I'll look up to and, you know, kind of watch how he goes about his business is Wayno. And, you know, just seeing, you know, how he goes about his business, uh, you know, watching film, you know, the way he, you know, works out, the way he gets his routine going. I mean, that's that's kind of the stuff that as a pitcher, you know, we, you know, we take after and we look at. And that's what, how we want to be uh, established, you know, our routines. And that's just, you know, the Cardinals way for, for pitchers. Mm-hmm. 
Jojo Romero is continuing to uh, join us here uh, on the program. What's been the focus for you in this offseason? Uh, right now, making sure I'm healthy. Uh, I got Tommy John uh, last year. Uh, well, technically 21. Yeah. Uh, so I got Tommy John then. Um, still, I mean, not recovering from it, but, you know, making sure that I'm back to, you know, fully 100%. But um, that's really been the main focus, just make sure I'm healthy. Uh, getting stronger, uh, felt, feel a lot stronger than I did, you know, last year, obviously with the, you know, the injury and even the year before that. So I'm just excited to get back to it. It's interesting you say that. I've heard pitchers say that if you get Tommy John, you're out for, you know, about a year. You usually miss a season depending on when you have it. And then you're back that next season, but it only takes you a whole nother year to get back to where you were at pre-Tommy John. Would you say that's a correct assessment? Uh, absolutely. I mean, last year when I came back, you know, everything felt great. But then, you know, you would have those little bumps in the road where it wasn't even anything just with the arm. It was just body. It, rehab, rehab is very taxing on the body. And that's one thing that I went through a lot last year was just my body wasn't responding, you know, the way I, I would like it to. Everything felt great, but just, you know, I had days where getting out of bed, it was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, um, this offseason, that was the main fo- this is, that's been the main focus, just make sure the body feels great. And, um, you know, I feel, I feel awesome. Have there been moments where – something has happened, something has felt in a certain way that maybe you haven't felt since before, Tommy John? Uh, not so much. I mean, I would say everything as far as, like, throwing has been, you know, pretty much the same. Um, even during the rehab process, it, you know, was, everything was ex- as expected. Uh, you know, little bumps in the road here and there. But as it is, you know, getting a brand-new ligament in your elbow. But, um, you know, everything, everything felt really good and has felt really good this whole offseason. So I'm just, you know, fortunate for that. This could be your first spring training with the Cardinals. Is that is that a weird thing? You've kind of known spring training is a certain thing, and now you're going into another unknown? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I was actually talking to one of my buddies about it who I came up in the Philly system with, and so used to being in Clearwater, you know, the last you know handful of years, and now it's, uh, you know, going to Palm Beach, and it's like, oh, okay, well, I know nothing about over there, no, none of the food places, everything like that. So, But I'm excited to get over there, hear nothing about great things uh, down there in uh, Palm Beach, and so I'm, uh, I'm excited. What's your schedule like for the next month or so? Um, I mean, really just, you know, kind of fine-tuning everything, probably get some live AB sessions in. Um, I got my brother that goes to college probably about 20 minutes away from where I live, so probably throw to him, uh, get some live ABs at, at their college, and play around with my little baby. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yep. How old's your baby? Uh, she's about to be five months. Okay, so you yeah. – uh, there's a lot going on. There. Yeah, There's definitely. a lot going on. So, well, uh, JoJo, thank you so much for uh, taking this time. Really do appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. That is uh, JoJo Romero. We will take uh, a break here in just a moment. We are live at Cardinals Nation Restaurant and Bar. As uh, you can uh, stop on by and say hello if you'd uh, like to. And uh, we've got a lot going on between now and uh, 2.45 today uh, when we are going to lead right in to St. Louis University Billikens basketball. So uh, still coming up on the program before we get done. Uh, we're still scheduled to be joined by Jordan Hicks, Alec Burleson, Andrew Kisner, Tommy Edmund, Tyler O'Neill, Nolan Gorman. Dakota Hudson and Stephen Matt. So we have a ton going on here on the program. We'll take a break, have more in just a moment. It is a special winter warm-up edition of Sports Open Line Live at Cardinals at Nation Restaurant and Bar inside of Ballpark uh, Village. We're back with more in a moment here on KMOX. Live from Ballpark Village and the Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. There's a swing and a long one. Right field. That's a goner. A home run for Newt Bar. KMOX is Cardinals Radio. 
We continue to broadcast live. We are at, uh, inside of a Cardinals Nation restaurant and bar. So let me kind of uh, set the scene for you on uh, what is going on right now here at the winter warm-up, especially maybe you're in your cars, you are making your way uh, in this direction, and uh, you're trying to figure out uh, just uh, what uh, you're going to be able to uh, participate and what you're going to see. So uh, we are again at Ballpark Village, but the entire event is uh, going on through throughout Ballpark Village, and also it is uh, taking place inside of Bush Stadium as well. One of the things that they're really able to do this year is utilize all of the real estate between Ballpark Village and Bush Stadium. It does a couple things. You know, when when it was at the hotel previously, they did a really good job uh, in making sure that um, just that there was a lot going on. It was a great event, but people were kind of smushed in a little bit at times and uh this is something where you're able to uh go and see a lot more things and do a lot more stuff in uh various uh, different uh, areas so essentially uh they're doing autographs in six different places across uh across the two uh areas of ballpark village and also uh, bush stadium and then they've got uh, both presentations and also uh main stage events that are going to be uh, going on here uh, so, for example, some of the presentations that are going to be uh, going on at noon, they're going to be doing a uh, special uh, celebration of 1982 uh, discussion and question and answer. That's going to be a new exhibit that's going to uh, be at uh, the uh, Cardinals Museum. So they're going to be uh, doing that. Also, there's going to be uh, an event coming up. Uh, that's uh, that's a, the Shark Bar. Uh, we talked about this earlier. Uh, Benjamin Hockman, he's going to uh, be doing a uh, an, an event at 3 o'clock inside of the Shark Bar where uh, they're going to be going through uh, some seldom told stories, not untold stories, but seldom told stories about the uh, 2011 St. Louis Cardinals, specifically about uh, David Freeze and Adam Wainwright and Albert Pulse. We had uh, we had Benjamin on uh, Sports Open Line yesterday, and he said that like, one of the stories was uh, Adam Wainwright and uh, Kyle McClellan being in the clubhouse during the game and all of a sudden uh, starting to uh, down some fruit snacks as the game was going on. For some reason, they thought that the fruit snacks were going to be lucky fruit snacks, and uh, they uh, they seem to work. So, uh, you know, things like that uh, going on. Also, uh, right now, and it's going to go on for uh, a little bit longer. I'm, I see it on the uh, monitor right now. Mike Claiborne is hosting a question and answer session with uh, John Mozalak. I always I say this over and over, and I always get accused of being. Um, I don't know, a homer being accused for carrying water or something like that. I think it just comes from my previous experiences. I think we are really lucky that we have a president of baseball operations in John Mosellock who will speak as openly as he does. And I'll be honest, so honestly, sometimes I get frustra- I get frustrated with some of the criticism that he takes from fans with some things that he says when he is being completely open and completely transparent. Because I can tell you he is saying things that basically other general managers or other presidents of baseball operations across baseball, things that those guys, those, those individuals are, are thinking but not saying. And 
Moselak is willing to, he is a transparent enough person that he's willing to, to say things out loud, and then it ends up coming back to kind of, I don't know, bite him uh, may, is the right way to say it because, you know, he's choosing to say it. But he gets criticized for saying things that other executives just simply don't say because they're not as open. So I I like him. I think he does a good job, and as a as somebody who covers the team, I really, really, really appreciate the transparency in which he talks about things. Uh, there's not a lot of GM slash president of baseball operations who would be doing what he's doing right now, where he is on a stage just fielding questions from fans. And it's uh, it's a good thing that he does. So, yeah, he's right now up on stage uh, with Mike Claiborne, who's kind of uh, emceeing the uh, question and answer uh, session. And even what uh, what Mo does uh, just about every Sunday morning with Tom Ackerman during sports on a Sunday morning, uh, it's something that uh, I certainly appreciate. So uh, this this question and answer session it is scheduled to uh, go on for a while longer. Uh, they're going to do a question and answer session uh, later on that uh, Brad Thompson is going to be uh, emceeing, where they're going to go through some of the um, some of the minor league stuff and player development stuff. So that's going to be uh, coming up, and uh, then there'll be, I believe, one more question and answer session. I'm not quite sure who that's going to uh, be with, but that is going to be uh, coming up uh, later on uh, in the day as well before they start to uh, wrap things up in the four o'clock hour. And uh, that's all. Uh, then still more stuff coming up tomorrow and more stuff on Monday. So you can see it for yourself at, at cardinals.com slash WWU. I, I said this before. I would just, I would just, um, I would advise you for some, for people who are used to winter warm up uh, at the hotel, it's now here. Have kind of an idea of what you want to do and where you want to go. Because with everything being uh, so spread out, I did read there was a there was a story today uh, in the Post Dispatch, kind of previewing this, and this is good information and information that I didn't know. So if you bought autograph tickets, there is the possibility that if you bought uh, multiple sessions of autograph tickets, that you might have autograph tickets for autograph sessions that are going on in two different places, basically at the exact same time. The Cardinals have said that if you bought those autograph tickets, you are going to get them. So if you get here and you realize that you really need to be in two places at once, all you got to do is find uh, an usher, a staff member from uh, the Cardinals working a winter warm-up and let them know uh, the situation of what's going on, and they will handle uh, your situation individually and make sure that uh, you got what you paid for, that you get the autographs uh, that, that you had in both. So they're doing a really, really good job in uh, coordinating that. So that's something to uh, take note of to be sure. Uh, I, I saw this and I thought it was interesting because, you know, the Cardinals do such a fantastic job with this ballpark and then with Ballpark Village. Um, it was announced earlier this week that the Cleveland Guardians are going to be moving forward with major upgrades to Progressive Field. And uh, that ballpark has been open since 1994, so it's obviously been open longer uh, than this Bush Stadium. But I just, reading comments and reading what people are saying about it, and to be I, I haven't seen a game in that ballpark. I've certainly driven by that ballpark many times uh, when I've been in Cleveland. I've always thought it looks good from the outside. I can't really speak to what's going on on the inside. But it's now the 11th oldest ballpark uh, across Major League uh, Baseball. 
and uh, they are going to put $200 million uh, into it themselves. And then uh, this is overall part of a $435 million renovation project uh, that the uh, that's included in a new lease agreement that the team had signed uh, last year that's going to keep them uh, there through 2036 for sure. And the renovation is going to be done in stages. And But it just got me thinking that, you know, even going back to the last Bush Stadium, uh, when and, and look, I'm, this this goes back a really really long time, when there were people opposed to building the new ballpark, a lot of people looked at what was going on at, at Bush Stadium two, and just thought that it, it was in really good shape, and uh, there was uh, it, it felt good going to a game there. And again, that was a credit to the Cardinals for keeping up that ballpark. And now you look at this ballpark, which is you know as the years go by and more and more ballparks uh, get built, all of a sudden. Bush Stadium is getting to a point where it is becoming one of the older ballparks across Major League Baseball. It felt like we went through a, a real boom there for a while where teams uh, were really building new ballparks, and that is that has slowed down a little bit, whether that's COVID-related, whether it's uh, financially related, whatever it might be. Uh, probably COVID-related because everything kind of slowed down and projects like that were put to the side. But the point I'm trying to make, because I, I thought about this just thinking about the, the Cleveland ballpark and how anytime I ever drive by it from the outside, I think how nice it looks from the outside but they obviously needed hundreds of millions of dollars in uh, renovations. And all I can think about is how nice of a job the Cardinals have done continuing to keep Bush Stadium, really feeling like a new ballpark. I don't know about you, but w- when I walk into Bush Stadium, I feel like I'm walking into a new ballpark. And part of that certainly is the, the continued development here at Ballpark Village and the overall complex uh, that is going on, but it is a credit to the Cardinals for what they've been able to do as they continue to uh, reinvest in that ballpark where I, I would I don't think we're at a point where we're going to have to be talking about the Cardinals putting together a $435 million plan for, uh, for them to upgrade the ballpark. That just doesn't seem like something that is going to be uh, necessary at any point in the relatively near future. All right, uh, let's uh, give you an idea of what we've got coming up before uh, we wrap things up today. We're uh, coming up on the halfway point of this show. We are uh, taking you uh, through about 2.45. Our coverage of Billikens basketball is going to begin uh, just after uh, 2.45 here on KMOX. So we're going to be live here at uh, Cardinals Nation Restaurant and Bar between now and then. And we uh, continue to have a lot of interviews that are going to be coming up. Things are about to really, really pick up uh, between now and the end of the program as we still have scheduled Jordan Hicks, Alec Burleson, Andrew Kisner, Tommy Edmond, Tyler O'Neill, Nolan Gorman, and then also uh, pitcher Dakota Hudson and uh, Stephen Matz. Uh, that is the list of uh, who we are expecting to uh, talk to between now and the end of this program today. And I said this earlier. Basically, you don't want to turn your dial from KMOX at any point over the next couple of days uh, because we are going to have lots of folks tomorrow. Tom Ackerman is going to be out here for uh, sports on a Sunday morning, and uh, he's going to have a number of individuals tomorrow. Then Joe Potts going to be doing some things uh, tomorrow afternoon after uh, sports on a Sunday morning, and the show is going to be out here uh, coming up on Monday, and we are just going to be jam-packed with interviews uh, for this entire period. Tomorrow, some of the uh, – 
more high-profile individuals going to be uh, taking our uh, radio airwaves, Nolan Arnato, Paul Goldschmidt, Adam Wainwright, among the individuals who are uh, scheduled for the show coming up tomorrow as winter warm-up does continue on. One last thing also, tickets do remain available. Uh, That's one of the things. They've already sold more tickets for uh, winter warm-up this year than they had the last winter warm-up. That was three years ago, pre-pandemic. But because of the added space that they have now between Bush Stadium and Ballpark Village, they are able to sell more tickets. So even though uh, they've already sold a point which would have been sold out at uh, the last venue, they still have tickets that are available. So if you're listening to all this and you want to join in on the fun of everything that is uh, going on, would encourage you to uh, make your way uh, out here uh, to winter warm-up, whether it's today or uh, over the next couple days. You can get uh, individual tickets uh, as well. Oh, by the way, Joe Pot just texted me. He is going to be co-hosting sports on a Sunday morning, tomorrow morning. I apologize, Joe. I did not realize that. I am glad that Joe corrected me. Joe Pot is going to be uh, co-hosting sports on a Sunday morning coming up tomorrow with uh, Tom Ackerman. So I did not uh, I did not give Joe his full due of what he is going to be doing uh, coming up tomorrow. So we got that fixed, and we'll have that moving forward. All right, that is going to do it for uh, this second hour of the program. Again, we are uh, next hour, Alec Burleson, Jordan Hicks, Andrew Kisner, all scheduled to join us. It is a special winter warm-up edition of Sports Open Line. We're back with more in a moment on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.